Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, this is Corey Dunnigan, the camera coach. And welcome to Full Frame. I'm looking to talk about everything photography, camera gear, photo tips, techniques, editing, even the business side of things. Really, we're just wanting to talk and geek out a little bit about cameras and that sort of thing. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Corey with Camera Coach, and welcome to another episode of Full Frame with Corey. Um, again, I am Corey Dunnigan. I am a photographer and teacher uh, in Waco, Texas, so Central Texas, uh, and I'm just here to talk about everything photography. So I'm um, going to just give you a little bit of information about Camera Coach and about this podcast, and then we're going to jump into some content here. Uh, so Camera Coach is a photography company that offers, offers portrait, sports, product, and event photography services in Central Texas, as well as some photography workshops and classes through a local studio. Uh, that would be the studio on Webster. Be sure to check out the website at photocameracoach.com, or if you're into social media, you can go to photocameracoach for Facebook or camera.coach for Instagram and find more content there. All right, so there's some other things as well. Uh, if you are in the uh, in the market for content, uh, not content, but in the market for products, uh, meaning photography gear, uh, then there's a page that I have specifically for you uh, that just gives some recommended equipment and it's a little, actually more of a website uh, that's built into the page. It's called uh, My Gear Guide. So the photo gear guide is connected to photocameracoach.com. And you can find some links to different things depending on what you're looking for. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into just um, sponsors and shout outs really quickly, and then we'll get into our content, okay? So a uh, big shout out to Rogue Media Network. Uh, I am in their audio studio right now recording. It's always great to have a space where there aren't little kids running around and I can be sure that I have a space where the audio is going to be quality. So shout out to Allison and Mike for always making sure that this stuff gets published and all the all the other behind the scenes stuff uh, with them. So other shout outs, uh, Patreon supporters, uh, Mandy, Kenan, LaShonda, and Corey. Uh, you guys have been with me since the beginning. I really appreciate it. And um, if you are looking for a way to support. Um, you can always do the free option with share and all that sort of stuff, but you can uh, support even for as little as $5 a month uh, through Patreon. So more about that later. Let's jump into some content. Okay. So uh, today we are going to talk about portrait photography. So um, my previous episode just before this was about sports photography and asking the question, well, is that field of photography for you? Is that your thing? Is that something you can get into? Uh, or what does it take really to do that that type of photography well. And so 
now we're jumping into portraits. Uh, and so portraits is pretty big as far as an industry and, and a field. So granted, I'm going to give you some information, some thoughts and that sort of thing, but there's, this is not really an exhaustive, um, I think, thought through all of portraits because there's so many different types. And so just that little disclaimer right there. Uh, but I want to be really honest up front. I've been doing photography for about 13 years. And for my first few, I'd say at least the first three or four, portrait photography was kind of like that field that I really didn't want to touch a lot. Like it was kind of daunting and just like, I, I don't, not really sure I want to get into that. Um, and there were a lot of reasons why, but it just was one of those that, that really didn't come to me just innately. Uh, so I started off in sports because I was coaching and I love sports and, you know, always involved in that. And so I kind of had an eye for it and I just had to learn the gear and how to, how to get the shots right now. Portraits are a little bit different because I'm actually Believe it or not, the shy one out of my siblings. So, um, who who would have figured that the shy one would become a teacher for fifteen years and you know do a podcast and do videos and all that kind of thing? Uh, but you know that that was me. I really didn't like to always be in the forefront and uh, always be the one kind of in control of the situation. Um, more of the fly on the wall, just observe. That's what I like to do, right? And you can do that in sports, but you cannot do that as a portrait photographer. So, uh, so here's some advice for those that are looking to get into this field. Okay. So if you're a student, if you're uh, maybe just an amateur, you're somebody that just likes photography and, uh, and wants to kind of develop a little bit more in the field of portraits um, here, here are about five or six things that I'd say are, are important for growth, right? So number one uh, is going to be being able to adjust your camera on the fly. So you have to understand manual mode. If you are using the portrait setting or automatic um, you're kind of just gambling and hoping that you get a good shot uh, because you're not really able to visualize what you want and then have the camera produce what you want automatically. Like it, it, there's a disconnect there because a good photographer knows what they're trying to do, at least has an idea, right? And then they're able to, uh, within a few shots, maybe get that shot that they're looking for or something close to it. Right. And so there's no way to do that if the computer in that camera is controlling all your settings because it's a computer. And so if it thinks, well, this part's too dark or that's too, you know, too bright. Oh, I need the flash, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's going to do the computer thing. So if you have any sort of artistic vision for what you're trying to do, you can kiss that goodbye if you're in automatic. Okay. So now I say that, but yeah, you can get a good shot here and there, but the, with the frequency, how often you're going to be able to get those quality shots. It's going to be few and far between if you're doing automatic. Okay. So enough of that, just uh, shutter speed, aperture, ISO, you've got to understand those basic uh, controls and be able to, to really understand them and control them on the fly. Okay. Uh, so that was my one, two is just kind of piggybacking off of that. Know your lenses. So I've got a couple of cameras here uh, just uh, as a visual uh, because I've got my mirrorless, my Nikon Z50, um, and my uh, Nikon D7500. So I use these a lot. Uh, my, my D7500, I just actually used today at a daycare photo shoot. Um, and, and so with that, you have to understand some basics like, well, am I using a wide angle lens or a telephoto or maybe something kind of medium, right? Something that's just kind of like a normal uh, focal length, right? If you don't understand focal length and kind of how that affects the images with distortion or you know, that sort of thing, then, you know, you definitely want to look into that because I'm pretty sure most people 
do not want their face distorted. They want they don't want a bigger nose. They don't want their arms looking bigger than they really are, unless it's a dude like that. You know, it's been working out. And it's like, hey, can you right? But you know, most women, it's always like, hey, can you slim this down? Da, da, da. You know, all those things. Just um, wide angle lenses won't help you in those respects. So um, apart from Photoshop and all the editing type type of thing lenses can actually produce some different effects. And so they kind of flatten things out if you're doing telephoto, you know, and so the two lenses I've got here on the table, I've got a 40 millimeter uh, F2 on my Nikon Z50. And so that's almost like a normal, um, I consider normal kind of 40 to 60 millimeters, which is like our normal vision. And so that's not bad. Maybe there's a little bit of, of distortion sometimes uh, if you have a weird angle, but it usually kind of has things kind of flattened in a, in a sense. Um, and you can get good photos, portraits with wide angles because I do that sometimes. It's really just kind of selective though. So I wouldn't do a full shoot just with a wide angle lens. So on my D7500, um, I have my 17 to 55 millimeter 2.8. Okay. And so that one, it gives me a good aperture range. If you don't understand aperture, then, you know, that's another piece. So that manual mode and the lenses, they work together. And so that's kind of a one-two punch there. Okay. Uh, so let me move on. Let me move on. I think I could talk about this for a very long time because portraits are, are really intricate, intricate if you, uh, if you really want to dig into it. So number three, you have to be okay with being in control. And I alluded to this earlier. Um, I really like to sit back a lot of times and observe, uh, but be, being a teacher, uh, becoming a teacher and a coach and all those sort of things kind of helped pull me out of that to where I can operate on both kind of modes, if you will, right? So sometimes I might just want to sit back, but if I need to take control of a situation, if I need to actually speak up, then I can do that as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so you're going to have to find some balance if you're not that, that control person. I won't say control freak, but those that really kind of grasp um, control and are good at structuring things have a better shot at being a portrait photographer because you have to, you've got to be able to put the other people at ease, put your subject at ease, right? So if someone's paying you to do portraits, they're not going to be okay with someone who's like, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Did you have any ideas that, you know, like just kind of shelling everything off on them because they're paying you, right? And so you've got to have some vision and you've got to have an ability to communicate that vision and say, hey, why don't we try this? Turn your head this way. Um, you know what? That lighting, uh, maybe the lighting's too strong. Da -da -da. We adjust that, right? And, and it's okay to kind of talk through your process on the way. And that's the teacher in me kind of saying that because I have a lot of moments when I do photo shoots and I say, okay, that's great. Let's try chin down, right? Or let's try not turning the shoulders, but just the head. And then I can come back to them and show, hey, here's that first one. Here's the second one. Here's why I was thinking about that, right? And then if you can build that sort of confidence uh, from, your, uh, from your client, then all of a sudden they, they're okay just kind of like giving you control and like, okay, they've got this. I, I'm, I can relax. And that's what you need to be able to do. You've got to be able to get people to relax around you 
because the minute you are trying to do portraits, especially if you got lighting, you know, and maybe a large lens, you're doing a telephoto sort of thing, they are flashing back to high school yearbook photos. That's what they're doing. Uh, it happens all the time. I, and the, the headshot, doing headshots in the studio, right? They walk in and their face just kind of like, eh, okay. So they tighten up a little bit and it's, it's just like a flashback for them. And so my job is to be, first of all, comfortable enough with myself and, and my ability to take the photos to where I can help them settle down, right? And, and kind of relax a little bit. And then that's when the better photos come out. So being able to be in control and be confident really, really helps as far as being a portrait photographer because you've got to have that confidence. And, and so that only comes with time and experience, right? So granted, I'm not saying out the gate, you have to have this because you've got to get your reps and you got to get practice. And that's where maybe family and friends come in and they help you get ideas and all that. But once you start branching out of that, then there's very little... Um, I'd say leeway there because, you know, if people are starting to pay you to take pictures, you've got to really be able to, to put your A game on, right? Uh, so as I said, there's a lot. We can dig into each of these, right? I've only gotten through three. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in uh, or jump out of those three and kind of go to something a little bit different, right? So those first three are really about you and kind of what you can do to be a better portrait photographer um, as far as your skill level and understanding. And so the other three are a little bit a little bit different. So um, my fourth one is invest in backup equipment. So that means have a backup camera body. It may not even be the same one. Um, it'd be great if it was because then if something happened and you had to get that other camera, boom, you're just rolling and you're doing the same thing you were doing. It's just a different camera, right? And so your flow is not going to change. But if the two cameras I have on table are the only ones I've got and something happens to my D7500, that goes down batteries dead, whatever, memory card, someone forgot to put it in there. That would be, you know, that's happened before, right? Then, nope, I'm stuck with my Z50, right? Uh, so that's got to be something, even though I'm saying I'm stuck with that, if I don't have a second option, then I'm really in trouble, right? And so you have these kind of different levels there. What you, something is better than nothing if you can't get the exact same body to have. Um, and so I say the same thing about lenses. I have a little overlap with my lenses, uh, so that way, if something happens, then I can at least make sure that, that I, can, I can get some variation in my shots, right? So I have the 17 to 55 millimeter, and I like to shoot a lot with a 50 millimeter prime. Uh, so that one, I use this now because it gives me a little bit more range depending on what I'm trying to do. And then I will also use my 70 to 200 um, whenever I'm able to, and I have the space. So you have to know the limitations of your lenses, uh, to really kind of have an idea what the best option would be, okay? And so making sure that you have a backup, making sure you have an extra battery, an extra memory card, those little bitty things are really going to help, I think, as far as making sure that you can adjust on the fly and, and, and really kind of um, respond if something goes the wrong way because photo shoots don't go perfectly. There, there's, never, there's never a perfect photo shoot, so... Um, and there's some really good ones sometimes, but man, there's always something you gotta, you got gotta account for and you gotta adjust to. So, um, you know what I said, I'm done with the like whole, um, model of like, or the whole steps of you and your skill level, but I do want to make sure I mentioned, um, uh, lighting. Okay. And so if you start off in that with natural light portraits, 
great, but even if you don't get a light, if you don't have a speed light or a strobe or something like that, then you still will have to understand shadows. You still got to understand some of the basics as far as, hey, am I going to do flat lighting or do I need a little bit of shadow to the side, you know, on the face? How does that look? You've got to think through those things and do a little bit of research, a little bit of practice. So, so lighting is another one, right? So I just threw that one in there and now I'm going to cut that one. So, so I'm going to cut that out and jump to the next, uh, next thing. So understanding the market, if you're really looking to make this into a business, uh, then photography itself is just very, very competitive. And it's very fast moving because the technology is changing frequently. And, uh, and so there's always this push of like, oh, you need the newest thing. You need a mirrorless camera. You need this lens. You need that, right? There's always a, you need, you need this, right? Um, and the stuff's not cheap. So once you invest, you've got to make sure you made a good investment and, and you can use that for some, some, qual- some time. Um, so just understand the market. It's very competitive. Um, you're going to have people that might undercut you. You know, you might have your pricing. Someone else may offer, you know, something similar, right? But just cheaper. And you've got to be confident in your pricing and your skill level and be like, this is it. This is where it is. Uh, you know, that's, that's it, you know? And so those that stick with you, those that want to want your product, want your images, they're not going to have a problem with that. Even if you're a little more expensive than somebody else, right? So, I mean, there are fine art photographers that get paid, crazy money to do portraits. And so that just goes to show there's, there's a market everywhere. You just have to identify the market you want. Do you want to do cheap portraits? Okay, well, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people that want to pay as little as possible for their portraits. And you've got to really be able to define where your market is and focus on that. Be okay with losing people, right? If they don't want to fall into that, if they're not in that market, then it's okay, right? And just kind of move on. So just be aware of how that market is. Um, and then the last thing is develop a good workflow. Um, and so I said this with the sports photography and, um, and it works really kind of the same way. If you don't develop a workflow, especially on the back end, after you take your pictures, how do you edit? How do you sort your photos? All those sort of things. If you don't have a consistent means of doing that, then you're going to drown in in photos. You're going to have a bunch of, you know, images that you've still got to sort through and, uh, it's just going to be super unorganized. Okay. And it's really kind of, uh, I think, a a precursor to burnout. Uh, And so what I recommend is some sort of software that allows you to do both sorting and filtering uh, and editing. And so there are a couple. um, I would recommend Adobe Lightroom. There's also Capture One Pro. You can look into those. But they allow you a lot of options as far as uh, looking through your images, the whole batch of them, right? And then kind of sorting, figuring out which ones were the better ones and then taking those and then fine tuning them. Okay. And so, um, I have to double check on capture one pro, but I know Adobe Lightroom, that one it's non-destructive edits, which is really cool. So I'm kind of, kind of geeking out going into depth here, but, um, if you edit in some programs, as soon as you make that edit and you hit save, you just overwrote your original photo. So you don't have your original anymore. Okay. And so those are called destructive edits and you want something that will allow you to do non-destructive edits to where, It'll show you the new product and you can kind of adjust and just adjust. And then, then once you have what you, you really want, you can export it and it's going to make a new file, a new image, and it's going to keep your original. Okay. And so that's kind of like if you have ever done a Google doc or, you know, some sort of, uh, any sort of document and you do file save as right instead of just file save. 
And so file save as allows you to rename it and then put it somewhere else and all those sort of things. And then it doesn't touch your original, the first one you had saved. And so that's kind of what these programs do. Okay. Uh, so being an effective photographer is just kind of what we're, we're, we've been talking about for these last few minutes. And I'll tell you, it's, it's actually something that can be fun uh, if you like the challenge, but it requires mastery of some technical skills, some personal skills, knowing your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, and it's a lot of commitment, you know, to your craft. And I always want to use that word, your craft, your art, because that is what photography is. It's not just a hobby for a lot of people, right? And so you have to be able to explain your craft, how you do your process and those sort of things. And then people will start to realize, oh, this isn't just something they do on the side, right? And so I hope this really was helpful. Um, but, you know, it's really cool kind of digging into each type of photography, each field of photography and, uh, and sharing some insight on that. So I'd welcome any feedback that you have, any comments, those sort of things, ideas for other episodes or other fields to dig into. Um, and so uh, you can actually find, you'll be able to find the YouTube video for this uh, where I'm actually kind of, you have a visual and you can see the actual, um, the actual <laughs> products that I'm talking about, my Nikon Z, uh, Z50 and my Nikon D7500, uh, the lenses, everything there. I didn't take any pictures, obviously, during the recording, but uh, you'll have more of a visual. And so I mentioned speed light as well, which is just kind of the, one of those lights that goes on the hot shoe, the top of your camera. Um, and if you don't have a light, uh, then that'd be my, my recommendation for your first one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty much it. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing up. Um, I really, really appreciate you guys uh, listening and, and tuning in. And uh, every Tuesday, every Tuesday is when these things drop, every episode. So the videos are going to come out too, along with the audio. And we're just going to see where this, where this lands and how this builds. So again, you can support, support, support uh, by following and sharing. So Facebook, you've got uh, Photo Camera Coach and also Full Frame Podcast. So there is a page just for the podcast. Um, and then Instagram, there's Full Frame Podcast and there's Camera.Coach. Okay, so that's those are free ways you can support what's going on here. Uh, photo education, all these things are not paid for. So, um, you know, just helping to get the exposure would be great. Uh, if you want to support financially, you can do that as well. Like I mentioned, Patreon is, is an easy way. It's, it can be as little as $5 a month, just kind of being a supporter. Uh, and you'll, get your, you'll be recognized on the podcast, on the videos. And, um, and then if you'd like to sponsor, then you also get um, and a little blurb like advertising. And, uh, and we'll get a logo or something on the actual title images for the, the ones that you sponsor. So more information about that by request. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm going to point you to the website again, photocameracoach.com. That's where you can find the most content all at one spot. Okay. So this is Corey signing off. I hope you have an amazing day. You will be able to find me at photocameracoach.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find me at roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.